Tiffany. Mm, hey. If you were to make a dish out of your dog, what would it be? What the fuck are you talking about, Louise? Are you serious? Yeah. If you were to cook your dog into a dish, make some dinner out of your dog, what would it be? Uh, I don't eat my family members. I don't eat my children and I don't eat my dogs. What? Come on. I mean, people eat the dogs actually in a lot of places in the world. So, you know, get thinking. If you were to make a dish out of your dog, would you make a dog stroganoff or dog lunch or some hearty doggy stew? Or would you make yourself a good old hot dog? Oh, man. This is like, I know, I know. It's like, it's that's, we're, we're, we're making fun of this right now, but... You know, I can't, I can't process, right? I can't process this. No, I know. There's, it's very difficult to make the, this fun and light, but, but I'm trying, you know. I know. Doggy yeah. meatloaf? Doggy meatloaf. That's a good one, Tiffany. Oh, my God. <laughs> that goes on the menu. Oh. On the doggy what? menu. Well, what do they do with dog meat? How do they well, eat they it? Well, they cook it. I hear soup is common. Oh. Yeah, well, well, just eat the fucking soup without the fucking dog meat. Eat it with the vegetables and potatoes. Well, that's the goal of this fucking podcast. So listen up, people, because we need to talk about dog meat trade. Because it's a real thing. It's happening. And it's being served for dinner. F-A-I-R-Y-T-A-I-L-S Hi, Tiffany. Hi, Louise. We are not going to cook up some delicious dog dishes here today, but we're going to talk about the fact that some people do. In many countries around the world, dog meat is consumed. It's served in restaurants and in homes. Dog meat is sold in the street markets. It's prepared for special occasions and festivals. Not only is this unthinkable, given that dogs are, are our family members, but the manner in which the dogs are kidnapped and the barbaric slaughtering of these innocent and loving creatures is appalling. And we're going to, you know, share with you a little more details. So um, please don't leave us now. You've got to hear this because it needs to be known and you need to spread the news. That's right. We know you don't want to hear about dogs being crammed into cages and boiled alive and eaten for dinner, but bear with us because we do have some good news too about people, some true heroes that are fighting the dog meat trade and trying to put an end to this. Because, you know, eating dog meat is one thing, but it's the manner that we really want to emphasize here. It's so unnecessary to torture an animal before it's being eaten and the fact that that is what's taking place which is more more appalling than anything at all it, just eating them alone yeah i mean we don't want them to be eaten at all because they're family members but you know it's not like the dog meat is produced like the cow meat here in california in like Sun Valley Farms, Sun Marine Farms, whatever, you know, where they're happily grazing on the grass and they're living a full life and they're having a humane life. And this is so not the situation with the dog farms that is 
happening in Asia. It's really cruel, the circumstances that these dogs are kept under. I mean, Tiffany, paint a picture. Yes. I, unfortunately, I have this picture because it's been embedded in my brain. Um, there was one period where I was really actively looking at everything online about all, all the animal horribleness and abuse that's going on in the world. Um, I stopped doing it because I was crying every day, but I do have the awareness. And what I've seen is, first of all, the animals are crammed in cages, like 10 dogs in one cage. They're squished so bad they cannot move. And you look at their faces and you look at their sadness and their just their stress. But the worst part, Louise, the worst part which I learned, which I will never get this image out of my head as for as long as I live, and I wish I never, I wish I could have unseen this. Tell us. But I saw this dog being boiled alive. Yeah, I've read that this is a common practice. They do that to get rid of the fur. Can you imagine being boiled alive? Can you, Louise, as a human being? And, you know, dogs are very emotional, loving creatures with they have emotional needs like humans do so can you imagine if that was your child or a friend of yours or a family member being boiled alive why i just want to i no, there is no understanding i just we need to bring this issue to light because we we actually have the power to do something we here in you know in america and the western world we have the money to support the foundations uh, that are putting in the hard work to stop the dog meat trade in Asia. And that's the good news here. That's the good news here. So let's let's think about this. There's a lot of people out there who are real are just filled just like us and just like you who are want to change this in a very positive way. And so we're going to we're going to share that with you so that you can s- join forces and s- donate money to those causes. <laughs> Okay, so, you know, let's start about how big is this problem? Because you might like to think that, oh, you know, maybe it's uh, just in quotation marks, a a couple of thousand of dogs that have to suffer through this. No, 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 no. According to the Humane Society, it's 30 million dogs that are killed in the dog meat industry every year to be food for humans. I'm going to say it again. 30 million dogs that's more dogs than there are people in sweden oh my god louise and that and all you know when you say that the the first thing i'm thinking is that's 30 million lives suffering and being tortured and every year mm. every year there's every year i can't oh god please if you exist out there stop this so dog meat trade is obviously one of the most serious animal welfare issues in Asia. And how do they get the dogs? Dogs are stolen from their families. They're literally kidnapped. Pet dogs are kidnapped and taken from their moms and dads. And they're also taken from the streets if there are stray dogs. Or like in countries like South Korea, they are actually sourced from farms and they're transported uh, uh, to slaughterhouses, and it's a whole industry of dog meat. Oh, man. And, you know, I know that um, I was just reading an article, and, and I was shocked when I heard that they actually take people's personal pets. And um, I s- saw an article today about a woman who, a man from the dog meat trade, 
was dragging her dog, her personal family member loved dog, on from his motorcycle. Oh yeah, it was the article in Vice. Oh right. Yeah. Was that Vice the one that was reading about? It's an amazing mm. journalistic company. They have amazing stories. And Vice actually just a few weeks ago had the story about this poor woman whose dog, I think her dog's name was Tiger. Oh my God, I can't. Ugh. But you know, it doesn't end there. The good thing that the article said here is that only a couple of weeks ago, there was a landmark case in Indonesia where this happened. This was in Indonesia. And what happened in this landmark case is that a dog meat trader was actually sentenced in an Indonesian court uh, for violating the animal health and safety laws. And this is the first time it happened. This is the first time? Yeah, it's the first time somebody has been prosecuted in the dog meat trade in this country. So this man, he was... a. Uh, uh, like almost 50 years old, and uh, he was um, uh, sentenced to 10 months in jail and ordered uh, uh, a fine that in dollars is like $10,500 or something. And this was after he was found to have been transporting 78 dogs uh, in the back of a truck, and many of those 78 dogs had collars. They were pets. Oh, God. And he, but thank God he was sentenced to jail. Okay, thank you. There, you know, so this is the step in the right direction. So maybe, yeah, bad news, good news here. But, you know, this has been going on for how long? I mean, I don't know how many years. You, you know, Louise does the research. Okay, so I'm sort of like, you know, I rely on her on that. But this has been, you know, dog, dog, they've been eating dogs for a long time in, this, in the world. So. Oh, yeah, it's an ancient practice. And that's what this whole thing comes down to is that, you know, why do people eat dogs? Most of the time is because they believe that there is some uh, mystical, uh, holy health benefits to eating dog that's going to cure you of diseases uh, such as uh, dengue fever or asthma. Or, you know, it's, it's not scientifically proven, quite the opposite. It is scientifically proven that this is not correct, uh, that eating dog meat will not cure you. But this is the belief, and so it's an ancient practice to eat dog meat for these purposes. So we're talking about, again, education, getting more information out there. And I would imagine that these foundations that are working towards that would is getting that information out? Or, I mean, I know that there's a lot of foundations that are helping to stop the meat trade, but if these people are so brainwashed to believe that it can cure some kind of disease, how do you change a mindset? Through education and awareness. That's how you affect the consumers. You affect them through uh, information, but also through legislation. Because if this becomes illegal, then, of course, less and less people will do it. So now when this man in Indonesia was actually sentenced to jail for uh, transporting dogs to a slaughterhouse, then, you know, people don't want to go to jail. So they're going to stop doing this, hopefully. And also... Another thing that the Soy Dog Foundation has been doing, the Soy Dog Foundation is an amazing organization that is actively working to stop the dog meat trade in Asia. And so what they've been doing in um, Vietnam 
is that they have been uh, testing the dog meat and they found that uh, roughly 3% of the dog meat th- uh, that they tested had rabies wow. and other diseases. So it's not healthy. You know, it's a risk for people who eat the meat. It's a risk for people who handle the dogs in the slaughterhouse. You know, if you make it a human risk and a problem more than the animal problem, you know, then it's going to click in with these people more. But also uh, what you were saying the other day, Tiffany, about how organizations are working to replace the livelihood of the, the people who are making money off of dog meat. Because one of the reasons people do this is to, you know, this yeah. is how they get their money. It is their livelihood. And what I've, I have read, the good news here, everyone, because I know this is hard to hear about the pain and suffering of these loving creatures, but um, that there is foundations that take the dog meat trade farmers buy all their dogs, buy their farm, and give them a new industry to sell, whether it be chicken, whether it be, you know, vegetables, but they set them up. And so if you're passionate about this like we are, donate and donate and donate to the Soy Foundation because they really are making a huge difference. The Soy Dog Foundation. Soy Dog Foundation. S-O-I. Yeah, this is really the way to go when you want to change the animal abuse industry. Uh, Back in my journalism days, uh, I was in Hungary and I was interviewing a veterinarian who had been traveling through India uh, with some other guys trying to rescue bears that are used for entertainment, uh, which is a horrible practice. And so the people who trade bears and keep them in chains and so on are not doing this because they get off of the cruelty towards animals. They're doing this because this is how they feed their families. That's the main reason. So what they would do is that they would buy the bears off of them, give them a good set of money for it, and, you know, something that they could make by themselves and uh, keep selling so that they could substitute the bear trade to trading something else. So this is a, these are good ideas and solutions, you know. The, their values are just different than ours, and so you can't just get them to suddenly care and look at these animals like the way we do. Instead is just to to find a solution that stops them from doing it, period. Uh, When you're thinking of uh, poor people using this as their livelihood, you might say, well, people are starving. Let them eat whatever they they need to survive. But this is not the situation. Uh, Dog meat is not something that is regularly consumed in neither of these countries that uh, have the dog meat trade. Uh, Dog meat is used, uh, like we said, in uh, health experiments that aren't scientifically accurate. And it's also used during uh, festivals, like during the hottest days of summer. But like I said, dog meat is not like when people eat chicken or cow or pig. It's not one of those common meats they eat on an everyday basis. So it's not even that. It's just uh, occasional. It's... Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's not even necessary to fill tummies. Why? Well, how come people don't eat pigeons? There's so many pigeons in San Francisco. I figured... Oh, they eat pigeons in China. But how come not, you know... I well, Okay, okay. And so I'm curious, why is this predominantly in Asian countries? It's their culture. It's just, it's part of their culture. Okay, so that's a tough one. So how do we change a whole cultural belief? I mean, but at the same time... People in these Asian countries also have dogs as pets. 
more right. and more. So you think and that's... And they're heartbroken when their pets are stolen from them and become meat. They're heartbroken. So there is, you know, definitely people uh, who are part of the new evolved culture of having pets as family members because they're miserable when their pets are stolen from them because th- they are their family members. So it's, the culture is happening. The change is happening. It is happening. You're right. And I remember seeing some people, a nice, very small operation of people raising money for against the dog meat trade. And it was a group of people for, with of Asian descent. And so, you know, just so you know, there is this is this isn't a Western group of people fighting against this this culture of, of eating dog meat in Asia. There's Asian people who are also fighting against it. Definitely. It's uh, also dangerous to talk about uh, it as Asian because obviously I think the majority of people in Asia are not for this. Uh, So it doesn't represent what what Asian people uh, think or eat uh, for that matter. However, uh, it is a culture that is prevalent in Asia. It's a, uh, like I said, it's one of the biggest animal welfare problems in Asia, and that's why we need to talk about it. And change is being made through talking about it, through yeah. creating awareness, and that's what we're doing here today. Absolutely. And, you know, if, if seeing a dog, several dogs in cages squished together and skinned and then boiled alive is too much for you, that's because you know that this is wrong and it hurts our soul that this is happening. And if we can do anything to save some of these dogs' lives, and you know, there's, I, I met a dog that was saved from um, a dog meat trade market at an animal rescue event one time. And it was like the most amazing thing and beautiful thing to see. So, you know, we all have to make a difference. And we, I know we can't do it, <laughs> save them all. Um, even though we want to, but you know, we can't do any, nothing. We can't do nothing about it. Right. I mean, we have to do something and we have to talk about it and tell people about it. And, you know, I mean, I know the resources is to donate, but also get active about communicating what's going on. Cause there's people that really just turn a blind eye. Yeah. So what can you do to help stop this? You might be wondering. And what you can do is one, talk about it. Number two, Give your support to the Humane Society International or give your support to the Soy Dog Foundation, SOI. And you can also share this podcast on your social media. Our role is to continue to increase awareness and opposition toward this immeasurable animal cruelty that the dog meat trade is. It's fucked up is what it is because I can't, you know, I I mean, and for me, because I love dogs so much, a lot of people love dogs because they know what they're they're capable of. They're just loving creatures. They have nothing, they have nothing they want from you, but just to love you. And of course they want treats too. (laughs) (laughs) They They want walks and treats and cuddles, you know, but uh, you, when you have a relationship with these beings, it's, it's, it's like looking at sweet angels or however you want to talk about it being tortured. It's something that's so sweet and innocent. It'd be like, for me, when I look at, see those dogs, it'd be like if I saw children in there at the same, if I saw children in that same condition, it's, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know how to compare it. But the, the thing is, is that 
part of me just gets really, really down and I get frustrated because I'm like, what the fuck kind of world do I live in where people do this shit? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what to do. And I get, you know, I, and sometimes I do just close my my eyes and I, I, I want to be, it's almost like, fair, um, just want to be escape from my memories of what I'm seeing. Um, but no, we can't do that. We got to do something. And I hope that things will change. I mean, the, the good news is that we are changing. And I know, Louise, you always remind me that we are evolving, even though it doesn't feel fast enough that we are evolving as a human, as, as in humanity in some sort. Yeah, I mean, we are doing some great progress. I mean, let me tell you. Let me tell you, for example, about the wonderful Soy Dog Foundation that you should definitely be supporting. So they have been successful in effectively ending the whole dog meat trade in Thailand. They ended the dog meat trade in Thailand, so it can be wow. done. You come on so Soy Dog has cared for thousands of dogs rescued from the dog meat trade, and they found loving homes for them. Oh, I love hearing that. They found loving homes for those dogs. That just they, like they makes me so happy. They the dog trade in Thailand. That's people don't amazing. do it anymore because people know better. And there's also legislation against it. So it's not happening there hey, anymore. Hey, Thailand, you are awesome. We love you, Thailand. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Bangkok and celebrate. Yeah. It's a celebration. Who are our worst offenders then? What? Which country is our worst offenders? Is it China? Uh, I don't know who's the worst offenders. Um, I know it's really bad in South Korea and it's really bad in China. And it's also pretty bad in Vietnam. Uh, And uh, for example, uh, in Vietnam, there's approximately 5 million dogs that are slaughtered every year for human consumption. And the soy dog there is working with the national government and the Vietnam television to raise public awareness of the severe cruelty of the dog meat industry and also the human health risks it poses. Uh, Like I said earlier about the rabies tests and so on, that they're trying to educate people that this is not even, you know, like a safe consumption for you guys, regardless of how you feel about the animals. Um, That's the uh, way to go. You're right. You're so right. Well, right now I'm, I'm wanting to open up my pocketbook and donate to soy because they're doing amazing work. So Hats off to you and thank you for everything you do. And I know that there's people that actively are out there in the fields who have these huge hearts and love for these dogs and have to see this firsthand, this abuse, and they don't stop. So, you know, those are our heroes. Yeah. You know what? There is one thing that I've read about uh, the whole dog meat industry that pissed me off even more than the fact that people are torturing dogs and eating them. So, you know, as in most areas of crime and cruelty, uh, men are the majority of the violators. I mean, we look at violence, we look at bank robbery, we look at tax fraud, we look at uh, violence on women, gang criminality and shootings. Of course, it's overwhelmingly men that do these things. And so, of course, you can expect that in the dog meat industry. Yes, it's mainly men that kidnap the dogs. It's mainly men that work in the dog meat slavery houses. No, sorry, not slavery, slaughter houses. And it's mostly men that work in the street markets selling the dog meat. Yes, but also, not only are the men 
doing all these things to the dogs. They're also the main consumers of dog meat. I read this on the Humane Society International website that dog meat is mainly, but not exclusively, but mainly eaten by older men. And this is under the misapprehension of health benefits. It's just like, come on, guys. So these are the ignorant old men that, oh, it's going to make me feel better. I'm going to eat this animal. It's like, you know what? Fuck you. You are wrong, and you are selfish, and you are a bad person. I want that. I want. Okay, so this is where I. This is where I get like angry because I want revenge, and I know that's not a very popular thing to say. And I'm not like. Just say it. I want revenge. I want. I'm thinking about you know. Thinking us about man bourguignon, some man dog, yeah, some man meatloaf. That's right. You know mm-hmm. what? I have a T-shirt that says "Save the planet, eat the humans," and I, <gasps> I love that. Yeah, I'm a vegetarian, but I'll eat human meat. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck oh, that. Yeah. You know what? It might have some great health benefits. It might cure my asthma. Yeah. It might cure my PMS That's if I right. eat men. Ooh, maybe it does. How about we start slaughtering some of those old white men <laughs> or uh, old Asian men or any men, sorry. But what yeah. I want to say I'm going to start eating some men to cure my PMS. Mhm. I'm going to start Yeah, I'm going to start creating some slaughterhouses and boil them alive. See how they like it. Yeah, to get the nasty hair off those men. That's we got to right. get the hair off those nasty hairy men. <laughs> Boil those men alive, and then we eat them to cure our PMS. That's right. Okay, how do you feel like about that? How would you feel th- about that, you guys out there slaughtering those innocent, loving dogs out there? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. I'm coming after you, motherfucker. Damn. I still have those fantasies, Louise. I mean, like... Keep having them. You know, do you know when I went and got an MRI that time when my... You know, I got a fucked up back. I went and got that MRI and I had to stay in that small enclosed space. Oh, yeah, you're going through like a space oh, tunnel. Oh, yeah. So I had to come up with a daydream to keep myself fit, you know? <laughs> oh, wow. What did you think? Okay. So I closed my eyes and I imagined myself like a super cool superhero of course, I'm like hot, and I got like a black outfit, and I got swords, and oh, I'm yeah. I'm a badass, and I I I basically daydreamed while I was in the MRI about going to these markets and slaughtering people, and I know that sounds horrible. No, I know, but I, I would... love it. <laughs> Thank you, Louise. That's why you're my friend. You don't <laughs> judge me. You don't judge. Oh, I judge everybody else, but not you, Tiffany. I love you. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, that's what kept me occupied in my MRI, is about dreaming about slaughtering people who abuse animals. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember um, having dinner with somebody I met from work, and she was a vegetarian, and she said the reason she was a vegetarian because one day she was looking at her dog's leg or thigh and she looked at it and realized it looked just like a chicken leg of course yeah yeah i get that 100 percent. and that really stuck with me would you eat your fucking dog no here's uh, a dog you don't want to eat toto 
mean, because he's kind of scrawny and tiny. He's a little chihuahua, so there's not a lot of meat on him. If we're starving, we would start with, we'd have to eat Journey first, huh? Oh, oh. I know, I'm so sorry. Okay, we can eat Shirley. Shirley's chunky. Oh, no, that's my woman. I know, what with Journey and Shirley? No, no. I'll eat, I'll eat my arm first. Let's tell people who Toto is. Okay. Well, Toto is such a good little boy. Are you, Toto? He's only seven pounds. He's actually 6.9 pounds because he just got neutered, so they had to weigh him. <laughs> His testicles were 0.1 pounds. You know, he had a tiny little testicle. <laughs> he was, or two testicles. Sorry, he did little testicles. They were so cute. But now they're gone. They're gone, and he doesn't care. He didn't miss them one bit. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Cut them off. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm... eat them. Boil them. Yeah, you know, why don't they just neuter the dogs and eat their testicles? Yeah, yeah, eat those, you badasses. <sighs> God. Huh? Well, anyway, Toto is our little chihuahua boy, and he's looking for a home. Oh, and if you are looking for love, please go to our website to apply to adopt him, fairytalesdogrescue.com. And our Instagram is fairy underscore tells underscore dog underscore rescue underscore. That's right. And now it's time to wrap it up. Well, that's a wrap. It sure but is. I'm not be eating dog meat tonight, Journey. Don't worry, you're safe. Even though you look like you'd be some good meat if I was starving to death. No, I'd eat Louise first. <laughs> I'm poisonous, bitch. I'll just eat, cut off my arm and eat my arm. I don't fucking, you know what? I'll just fucking die. I'm cool. I'm happy. I'm happy. I had a good life. I'll just die. Yeah, I'd just die, die before. of starvation. I would die before I'd eat. Die a hero. Yeah, okay. Mm. All right. Peace out, people. Peace out. Bye. Exactly which festival.
and he or she will give you directions, so take a cab. But don't get ripped off, if you're white they'll charge you 